Do you ever notice? Do you ever notice that Luke Skywalker pronounces it Tatooine? Tatooine? No. Tatooine. I've, no, I have on Tatooine. I I've figured. noticed you pronounce mountains mountains. Mountains. You, yeah, you fully enunciate the word mountain. Oh, instead of going mountain? Yeah, exactly. In, instead, yeah. Of, instead of there being an apostrophe, yeah, like it, a T apostrophe. It's in. like you grew up in a state that had, you know, manners, mountain. grammar, and politeness, not in California. I, know. <laughs> I notice that every time I say fountain. Yeah. Because I notice like if I say fountain. Ow. like Tin. Fountain, yeah, Fount- It's my, it's it's my, uh, my my very uh, proper training. I got it from my governess. Welcome to Grammar and Gremlins, where right. you don't want to spill water on the podcast, or else it gets oh, worse. Oh boy, can we even talk about that? No. Oh my gosh, should we just get into the show first? Yeah, let's do an intro and get into it. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome. I thought. Wait, I thought we were gonna <laughs> put it on. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Do the intro. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. R2, light speed to Endor! Hey everybody! Welcome back to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast. No, no, you got to do it again. I don't even know what you said there. It didn't sound like Bob says. It sounded like you said Bob's and something else. Go ahead. Mountain. Welcome hey to Bob's welcome. Mountain. Hey everybody! Welcome to Mountain. It's uh, Mountains. six dollars if you want to come down from the top, but if you want to go mid mountain, it's like three bucks. You can ride all day for twelve <laughs> bucks. We'll give you a wristband. I can do this. All Here right. we go. We're only thirteen minutes into my recording. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome to Bob Suds and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland and Star Wars and all the other things that the Walt Disney Company owns that we love. Oh, man, I messed that up. Nope, I almost had it perfectly. With, no, it was good. Nope, nope, I'm doing it again. I'm doing <laughs> it again. You know I can put in whatever intro I want. I know you can, but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to curse right now so you can't use <laughs> oh, this one. Uh, the power of editing will make you a sweet guy again. I'm Scott Storm, and with me, as always, is my co host, the wonderful, the fabulous, and the glamorous. Aaron, wow. Absolute Humidity Robbins. Aaron, hey! welcome back to the show, man. Oh, we did it another you. week. You know, that was the most accurate description I've ever heard of myself. A lot of people just say like, hey, here's the nerdy, smart computer programmer guy. No. But every, no. Yeah. A lot of people miss the glamorous angle, and I'm glad you picked that up tonight. Glab, glamorous? Fabulous. Gla- glabulous. Nothing says glamour like a Boba Fett t-shirt. Uh, Boba Fett cereal t-shirt is what I'm wearing this evening, and a Star oh, wait, Wars hat. It's a cereal c- t-shirt? Yeah, it's Boba Fett uh, cereal. Oh my gosh, I love that. that. What's the quote? What does it say? I haven't read it yet. I've only purchased it. So Oh, so you you you, you took it out of the packaging, you put it packaging, right on. The packaging for this shirt is a cereal box. How cool is that? Oh, that is cool. It's Where'd from, you get that from? That is from the Funco uh, Funco store down in West Hollywood. Oh, man. Uh, which is a fantastic store if you're into Funko, Star Wars Funko Pops. The 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 pop store down there is amazing. Do you want to talk about your Wampa shirt or do you want to Did like, you uh, well, let's not get off the cereal topic. Okay. Just, just, hold on, All just right, for a second. Let's pull good. that back for a second. Did you ever eat? Since I mean, this is our this is our Star Wars episode. I mean, yeah. we're here to talk about Star Wars today. So May the fourth is coming. Let's talk about cereal instead. Well, have you? Did you ever uh, experience when you were a, a young boy, a young Aaron, C three POs? Did you ever experience those as a kid? I don't think so. Did you? You didn't. No, oh, you did. I did. Wow. I did. 
I, they were like... Uh, They're never good. Those cereals are never good. It was like if you took... Uh, I guess it'd be sort of like a Frosted Flake type of Cheerio. If you took Frosted Flake... Che- Frosted Cheerios. Oh, like Crunchy Sugar. I guess it's Frosted Cheerios now that I think about that. Oh, well, probably. I remember, when, uh, I remember when The Force Awakens came out. They came out with Force Awakens breakfast cereal. And we enjoyed that, and I and it it made me it made me long for a uh, Star Wars based uh, uh, breakfast cereal. Nice, Obi brand Kenobi, Obi brand Kenobi, Obi brand, Obi brand Kenobi. <laughs> Obi, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think, of, trying to think of Star Wars cereal names, but for like our age group, when we get a little older, of like what we're going to be into, like uh, Qui Gon Musili. Oh, I like that. Or um, I can't think of one. <laughs> I can't think of it's one. Too bad. I'm My gonna, mind's not I'm, working. Fast I'm going to win the I wanted extreme. to. I wanted to riff on. I wanted to say honey bunches of Obies, <laughs> but then we had already used Obi one, yeah. so I didn't want to like go over honey it bunches again. of Wookies. Honey bunches of Wookies would be good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Welcome or, um, to Bobsleds and uh, Banthas episode six or episode six or episode five again. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna number this one five, then it will be our third fifth episode because of uh, uh, because of uh, iTunes problems. Is that the reason why? Uh, iTunes problems, or also known as Aaron problems. A uh, <laughs> I don't want to call I don't call him a listener because it makes them sound like they care about the show. Uh, pointed out that I had two number fives. Um, so I, I corrected the problem. We're good. So they, they stopped by your house. Is that yeah, what it was? It was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. There was like, <laughs> sign. and because of the distancing, they had to stand on the hood of their car with a sign and paint it in Sharpie marker. That was like, yeah. there's two number fives. And I was like 10. And they were like, no, no. You want to get episode into the show? six. Yeah. That's this episode. The star Wars episode, Woo-hoo! man, it is, uh, it is exciting. I, May the 4th is coming up. We yeah. are excited about it. Of course, half of our show is dedicated to Star Wars. Do you know we what this podcast is like? This podcast, when you think about it, it's just like Beggar's Canyon back home. Oh, just like, I mean, I used to bullseye womp rats over there. With this was, po- and they were no, and they were no larger than uh, two meters. With this podcast? This podcast was no longer, <laughs> the audience is no larger than two meters. <laughs> that is very true. If you were on the Instagram <laughs> live earlier, it was literally two meters. Hey, but we appreciate the people that showed up. Heck yeah. So thank you for that. That was fun. Uh, hey, man, uh, how has your week been since the last time we podcasted? Uh, it's been okay. It's been filled with moments of uh, rebellious depression. And, oh, yeah? Okay. And, and moments of, uh, you know, of good creative joy. So I don't know. Whoa, that is uh, really, really swinging back and forth there. Yeah. You <laughs> re- really covered uh, just a gamut of emotion I, I, in well, one week. I, I didn't know what day it was today, and I wasn't joking around. Up until this point in in the series of uh, events that are unfolding in the United States, I've always been kind of joking, like Schmer's Day, it's Schmocktober. Like, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you, yeah. I still have a job. I know what day it is. I have to show up yeah. to places. But today, I, I was... Oh, well, good for you. Yeah. Good for <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. I don't mean... Boy, flaunt boy, it. elite Ernie coming out again. <laughs> exactly. I know what day it is because I have a job. <laughs> Did it sound like that a little bit? Oh, it sounded like that. <laughs> what I meant to say is I have Google Calendar, which alerts me to what day it is with these uh, with these alerts. But today, you write it up on a whiteboard yep. like you're in a, like you're recovering in a hospital. <laughs> I'm like Ray in the in the downed ad at, and I I've, I just make marks on the wall real big yeah, to sort of keep right. track of the day. And people are like, you don't have to do that. Technology still works fine. And I, I okay, but yeah, you I, don't tell me about technology. I literally. <laughs> forgot what day it was today so did you remember that we were podcasting what point did you remember we were that's podcasting how i today? tell the days of the week now it's, it's either podcast plus one plus two and then yep. there's a minus two three uh times two one zero and then i know it's wednesday yeah. how was your week scott storm my week was uh you know i'm gonna take a pretty uh i'm gonna say it's an incisive not in not insightful an incisive and divisive opinion here oh wow i am sick 
of quarantine. Yeah. I don't know about you. It seems like everybody I talk to, whenever you have the Zoom call, you do the check-in, you're like, how are you? And everybody's like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm good. Uh, the kids are good. Uh, my family's good. I'm happy. We're, we're healthy. Everybody's good. And at one point, I just went, you know what? Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I am sick of doing this. It is, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, not saying that, uh, I'm not saying that things are not going well at home. They are going very well at home. I'm very thankful yeah. for that. But man, don't we all just want to get out? We really do. And I'm having this thing. Are other people? Are you having this thing? Are are other people having this thing? My legs seem to be sore all the time, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> I think you might be having know, a medical emergency. Is. Let's keep podcasting. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Uh, no, it's this has been a lingering problem for me. I mean, I don't want to get into all my medical ailments yeah, here, but for you some know, reason, you got you got the quarantine hammies. I think I think yeah I'm I'm trying to stretch out my legs they don't seem to stretch out you enough got they the, always uh, feel coronavirus sore. calves it's it might be corona calves um <laughs> but I th- I what I realized today is I was thinking about this and I thought like why do my legs feel so weird and then I realized I haven't climbed a flight of stairs in two months yeah two months I have not climbed stairs oh. I hear climbing That's stairs crazy. is really good for you. I climb mine all the time just to, you know. Yeah, I just don't feel like I'm I'm not moving up enough. Hmm. I'm not moving around enough. And even when I go out and exercise, I just don't feel like I'm getting enough movement in my Have day. Have you thought about putting your kids on your feet and bouncing and spinning them around like a circus ball or something like that? You know where you lay on your back oh, that's and you, a good put, you put your feet in the air and then you kind of spin your kids around? Are you have you been have you been taking up any other hobbies or anything during this time? Like you know, we we both we both have been working uh quite a bit, I, I admit. Yeah. Uh and and so but have have you found any time to do anything new or different or lean into something that you used to do but don't do anymore ah uh, what a great but question now you have the time to do it uh i'm building a skateboard ramp uh, so that's nice. that's pretty exciting uh mini ramp in our backyard or our garage was that a you like a half pipe quarter pipe what it's is a quarter that? pipe yeah it's a quarter, quarter pipe. pipe yeah and then uh, just in the past couple of couple of weeks there a couple of couple of days uh, i've been getting uh, i'm starting a band and so I need a name yeah. for my band. And I'm thinking about Dynamite Goat, which is a reference to oh, the, goat. Uh, the goat on Thunder Mountain that's holding the oh, dynamite. Yeah. We should do a live performance. Heck yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been leaning into that. I don't like music, but I like making it. So go figure. What about, Interesting. What about you? Interesting. Uh, I am, uh, so based on your recommendation, I download a Procreate to my, uh, my iPad. Yeah, I've been following along and- with your drawing journey. I, I'm trying to, you know, I, I used to I used to sketch and draw a lot as a kid. I used to cartoon a lot, and uh, I just fell out of that practice. So I hadn't, I have not done it in many, many in decades at this point. You know, you can and, record and, yourself drawing and procreate like a movie, like it will time lapse your okay, drawing. Really? Yeah, and I think people would like to see that on Instagram. Like, oh, I might try to do that. Like your, like your that. Mickey, that would have been cool. So one of the try, yeah, one of the things I'm trying to do is learn how to draw Mickey. I've always wanted to learn how to draw Mickey. So uh, di- the, uh, Disney.com has some like good YouTube uh, uh, tutorials on how to draw Mickey. So I've been watching those and and just fooling around with Procreate, and uh, I'm starting to get the hang of it a little bit. And uh, and I've got a Mickey in progress right now that's based off of the uh, the pie eyed Mickey that they have in the new shorts. Yeah, and I really do you like really that like style. Do you like the the style in the new shorts? And it's also I the did, style I, of uh, the Runaway Minecart. the The new ride is also done in that same Mickey style. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah, done in the same style. Right. Do you like it? Do you like the art direction of that? At first, I did not. Okay. At first, it was really jarring for me, and it felt a little bit too like Ren and Stimpy ish. Oh too yeah, sp- yeah, Spongebob good call. Square pants. Yeah. 
Uh, and so it really like I just didn't like the way not SpongeBob uh, the, the but way it started Ren and originally. Stimpy totally good call yeah definitely definitely Ren and Stimpy but I, I've adjusted to it and as I've watched it more and more I actually find there's a real sweetness to yeah. to all those shorts uh, and so somehow somehow they make it work somehow yeah. they make this sort of like jarring again sort of almost somewhat obnoxious art style. Um, but then they they bring it home with this real sweetness and tenderness at the end of every episode. So I've really warmed to it, and and in particular the way Mickey looks, I really like the way that they draw that they animate him. Yeah, D- Goofy gets a little scrubby on it, but that's yep. okay. But I I love the art style, and I've never had a problem with it. And the episode I don't remember which one is the episode where they go uh, under the sea in the submarine. Oh. Some of my oh. favorite art of Just all of that. Fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. So you've been but drawing. You know you've been drawing. That but was the point. I've been drawing. I've been drawing. So I, I picked that up and I've been doing that. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, just waiting a podcast. So let's let's get into more of the podcast. All right. Let's do it. Are you ready to talk more about the black hole? Yeah. I, d- I had some questions. A lot of people <laughs> that listened to it uh, texted me and they said they were un- unsure exactly of what the plot was. Uh, so if you could go over that and they would appreciate uh, flannel, yeah, so, a flannel board. Do you know what flannel board is? If you could do a yep, flannel board, that would be great. Yep. So uh, Black Hole came out in 1979. Great. It was uh, Walt Disney's first PG movie. I, I listened to that episode uh, again because I'm a horrible narcissist. Um, and I thought, man, two people are really talking a lot about the Black Hole. But I will say that one of our listeners uh, messaged me and he said... I heard you talk for the first 10 minutes about the black hole. I'm pausing the podcast so I can go watch the black hole. You guys have really oh, nice. intrigued me about this movie. So uh, I hope other people have done that. I mean, again, draw your own conclusions and we take no accountability for your loss of an hour and a half. Yeah. But uh, I, I love the fact that people have listened to that episode and went like, yeah, I'm going to go try this out. You should. Uh, didn't you should didn't. <laughs> you should. Let's get into uh, let's get into some Star Wars news information. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, May the 4th is coming up. <laughs> news information. <laughs> hey, would you, hey, Aaron, would you like a hot piece of news information? <laughs> Do you have it? <laughs> oh, I got a steaming one served up ready for you. Let me hear it, buddy. So the, the Rise of Skywalker is heading over to Disney Plus uh, two months early. They, uh, they're they're going to release that for you to watch on May 4th. Oh, how generous. You know, they are marketing it as the, as the full Skywalker saga. Wow. You can watch the whole Skywalker saga now starting on May 4th. Or as I like to call it, the full McClunky Scott saga. The full McClunky? Full McClunky. <laughs> okay. Uh, for, for our listeners who may not know, and Aaron, who uh, is taking a, a short pause there, yeah. uh, McClunky, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this, so when Disney brought Star Wars to Disney+, Plus, they have uh, Star Wars A New Hope, Episode Four, and they put a version on it that no one had ever seen before. I didn't know this. Yeah, apparently... Uh, you know the the scene where uh, Han and Greedo. You you may be familiar that this is somewhat of a uh, controversial scene. I have a t shirt. Uh, where, where I have a t shirt related to the idea. So Han and Greedo, of course, they have their meeting. Uh, as we all know, Han does not just shoot first; he is the only one who shoots. Yeah. But there's been a lot of monkeying around with that scene. Well, in the version that Disney has on Disney Plus, uh, apparently George Lucas made another edit before he handed it over to. Uh, to Disney. Of course. And at one point, Greedo, right before he fires, says the word McClunky. Even I get boarded sometimes. Do you think I had a choice? Over my dead body. Yes, I bet you have. McClunky. It is not translated. There's not a subtitle that says what McClunky is. He just says 
McConkey. McConkey. And then he fires. It describes, it's self-referential. It describes the release of it on the Disney Plus platform. It's a little McClunky. It's a little McClunky. Yeah. It's a little McClunky. Um, that really caused a hard well, stop you, to that it's conversation. It's not that. It's that you, I could, you know, you could, you could do a whole series. Oh, you could do a whole podcast on the theory of Star Wars editing, releasing, re-editing, special editions, laser discs. I mean, there's enough content there to talk about, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I don't know enough about it. No, but we will do that for oh, another good. episode. Whew. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like we could do an entire podcast just on that one scene. I figure that I've bought episode four a minimum of four times, and it's probably more like yes. five. I, prob- I probably yep. own that movie five times. And now, in addition to all those, you have the fabled McClunky cut. Yeah, so, I do. I do uh, have so that McClunky cut. Um, what do you think about Forbes uh, coming out? There was an opinion that was, uh, that was stated that the Star Wars box office, The Rise of Skywalker, um, is the, the most disappointing box office that has ever hit anything ever in all of cinema. What, what do you think about that? Uh, I say Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, is the biggest grossing box office disappointment ever. That is a very, very strong opinion. I also feel like it's a complicated opinion. Are we talking about numbers here? Are we talking about what it was supposed to do and didn't do? Are we talking about it made the most money, but people liked it the least? I know it has like a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah, so what they are saying is that uh, it'll earn just around a $300 million profit uh, by the time that this is hitting. So, okay, but so, that, that know, number speaks it, into production costs and a bunch of other stuff run amok. What, what, what's its just gro- what's its box office box office take? The full box office take? Yeah. I don't feel like was, it's fair to just go with profit because they could have had, because the, the out-of-control spending on a movie doesn't speak to its success. That speaks to the yeah, production. It, it grossed over $500 million domestic and a, a billion and change worldwide. That doesn't sound... $275 million budget. That doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't sound great. It, it ranks ninth... Um, with around 300 million in profits. I mean, it's, uh, but it was, it ranked lower, or I should say it earned less than Rogue One, which earned 319 million in, uh, in 2016, um, but did better than Solo. Solo, man, Solo lost $76 million. Yeah, currently. That's currently, yes. yes. Over its lifespan, uh, it'll break even. But again, for the end of the Skywalker saga, for a movie to do eh, meh, when it comes comes to that, it's a uh, it's a little little sad. A little it was, yeah. I mean, totally I think there's there's so many factors that go into it. From and I know that they look at time and they look at it, you know the, all that stuff to figure out the right time to release it. But also, it it is the end of the saga, but it's also the end of a the second sort of trilogy. So, yeah. uh, which was I don't want to say not as popular, but it's a newer, not as culturally entrenched thing. So I don't know. You're, you're trying to well I, go ahead return of the jedi is say, the end of one trilogy this is the end of another trilogy and also doing double duty being the end of a saga i don't know that we all believe it's the end of the, the saga do we it was marketed that it way was, i mean sure. i agree i don't think we believe it but it was marketed that way and so you would think that if this was going to be the end of an era if joe Sixpack thought this was going to be the last star wars movie that came out you would think that there would have been a larger it's a tough sell it's tough to market that because you're talking about character you're talking about characters that were just introduced in recent memory like uh saying goodbye to 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 ray and to finn and to poe like uh, we just got introduced to those people yeah anyway so i don't know i I don't know how i feel about that i don't feel like it's i don't feel like that's really a fair statement that 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 movie is having to lift a whole lot Oh, it's so much. And, and uh, part of the issue that I take with this article is they 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 talk about how that there's this uh, 
you know, that everybody, everybody bags on the last Jedi and yet take a look at how the rise of Skywalker did in comparison to last Jedi. And yet they, they don't make the point that, Hey, do you think that maybe based on the last Jedi that informed about people's appetite or temperature when it came to wanting to go see the rise of Skywalker? I mean, I, I right. That and, these and, aren't independent movies that all stand on their own or judge that, that they, they, they inform they inform the next movies. They inform the right. fans' decisions of where we're kind of at in our in our fandom. Right. I keep I hate continuing to say like we'll do another show on this, but I know that we're going to end up doing shows where we're just taking one Star Wars movie at a time and taking a look at it. Uh, in fact, you and I have not even had an actual conversation about what we thought about Rise of Skywalker. Like even pre podcast, I know when we both saw this movie in December, we caught each other in the hallway and I said we got to talk about Rise of Skywalker, and you said yeah we do. And then but that I was said, about the I, I still have a job. I have to go to a meeting. And I said, stop right now. I don't care about your stop job. Stop flaunting it, Aaron. Absolute what? humidity. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Uh, oh, not everybody has jobs. You have to. Uh, some people, all they get to do is watch Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You want to move on to a good news topic or do you want to keep talking about these sort of like mediocre ones? Well, go for it. You have a good news topic to talk no, about? No, yours. I like this. Uh, Disney claims ownership of Star Wars fans May the 4th tweets. Oh, this is delightful. It is. This is a good topic. So basically, uh, I'm not going to read from the whole entire article. Let me summarize. Summarize. Basically, Disney went on and talked about what are you going to do for May the 4th on Twitter? Yeah. And they said, and then they used hashtag uh, May the 4th, or maybe it was May the 4th be with you. Which one was I it? don't know. I'm not really sure. Oh, it was it was the hashtag May the 4th. So, so Disney comes out and he says, they say, celebrate the saga, reply with your favorite Star Wars memory, and you may see it somewhere special on May the 4th. Ooh, hashtag somewhere 4th, special. Right? So it's really exciting, right? Like a birthday and cake? Then, somewhere special. Wow. I don't know where. I don't know where it's going to be. Great. But then after they made that tweet, they immediately tweeted, by sharing your message with us using hashtag May the 4th, you agreed to the use of the message I'm sorry, you agree to our use of the message and your account name in all media and our terms of use here. And then they have a link to the terms of use. So basically, which, what which Disney just, is saying just so we this, can talk. Yeah, you're going to tell us what Disney's saying. Is, but just so we know, Disney owns the domain terms of you, uh, Disney terms of They have so many terms of use, so much literature on this that they registered its own domain name. You don't just go to like Disney.com and look up the terms of no. you go to Disney terms of use.com. Disney terms of use.com. My favorite Disney website to to visit. Oh yeah, I got Disney it. I got it bookmarked. Disney terms of use. Talk about bringing the magic home while the parks are closed. Have you ever just read through terms of use? It's amazing. Oh my gosh, so good. it's like it's like riding Splash Mountain <laughs> over is. and over and over again. Just one once more through. Just keep going. <laughs> you know, keep you know going. what it's like? It's like riding Splash Mountain uh, and then going into that little room to see your on ride photo, uh, and then just never having it come up. Oh like, yeah, just the disappointment of just waiting. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like riding Splash Mountain, but being forced to read legal documents while doing it. Yeah, okay. You can't look up, okay? You can't see the, uh, the, the zippity-doo-dah yeah. in any way. You just have to keep reading legal documents. Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay so basically, let me break this down. Basically, what, what Disney said by this was, listen, if you reply or share this tweet and you talk about your experience and you use hashtag May the 4th, we own that. We own that for our own use. You are consenting for us to use that. And they've basically said, we own hashtag May the 4th. By, by your use of this, we own the rights to hashtag May the 4th. Which, of course, 
caused the internet to to explode and basically say, Disney, what are you doing? The like, internet you loves can't that. Own a hashtag. They love that kind of language. They love that you do the work and then we we own it. They they just they get behind that. It's one of their favorite things. Yeah, like if they didn't have enough things to worry about this week. Wait, you own my tweet, uh, what, you son. I was going to sell that tweet myself. I was going to, listen, I was going to option that tweet and tweet into a four-picture deal. Yeah, Thanks a lot, Great. Disney. You're so greedy. But hold on. Is Disney really saying that they own the tweet or that they are allowed well, to do with the tweet whatever they want without compensation? Yeah, they, um, they immediately wheeled back and they, they put out like a disclaimer to their disclaimer, almost a retraction that basically said, no, 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 what we're saying is the legal language here applies only to this tweet using hashtag May the 4th and mentioning Disney+. Plus. And these replies may appear somewhere special on May 4th. So basically, they were basically trying to say, no, 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 we're not saying that anybody who posts hashtag May the 4th, we own that. We're just saying that if you reply to this account and you use May the 4th, then you are consenting to our use of your tweet yeah. somewhere else. Like, and by appearing somewhere back. special, they mean some kind of federal court later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, as evidence, right. As, a, as an exhibit. I mean, this is just, listen, lawyers got a lawyer, okay? Yeah. I mean, this is this is what happens is lawyers ruin fun. Yeah. And uh, that's just the way it goes. I uh, mean, can you, you know, imagine we, being on Disney's social media team and the phone rings and, and, and it's ringing and the social media guys and gals are there and they're like, who's who's calling? They're like, it's legal, man. Like, don't, don't, don't pick it up, Reggie. Do not that. pick that up, Reggie. Don't answer and that. We, like, we are doing fun things right now. Don't. Do not answer. Do, 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 do. He's just uh, going to call until I answer it. Let me do. I, they, they probably just want to know what's going on with the cafeteria. They just want to make sure everything's okay. They want to make sure everything's Disney okay. Disney social. This is Reggie. Like, uh, hi, Reggie. Oh, hey, uh, what's up, man? This is Brett from Disney Legal. Um, I just saw the Brett, the Brett with one T or the Brett with two T's? Uh, it's Brett with one T. The two T's is out right now. He's uh, on maternity leave. Um, and uh, I just want to clarify for you, what we're going to need you to do is we're going to need you to put another tweet out there that says that anybody's using this hashtag is, uh, we, we, we own this, okay? We can just no, can't give people. I don't think they're going to like that, Brett. Listen, Reggie, I, I know what people are going to like and what they're not going to like. I have my finger on the pulse of the internet. Uh, this is going to be fine. I have to give you, this is my advice to you, okay? We need Disney owns May the 4th, okay? okay? We have a registered well, trademark well, what if we fourth, just? What ours. about then if we just charge them every time they tweet? They could we could just do a microtransaction. They could pay us a dollar every time they use the hashtag. Do you like that, Reggie? What? I like the cut of your jib. Oh, you're going places. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. That. Glad to hear. Let's that. do this. We're going to do this. We're taking this all the I way was, to the top. I was, I was counting on a podcast to take me into retirement, but I've got a future in Disney legal. <laughs> you sure do. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, listen. Hashtag May the Fourth all you want. Yeah. Okay. Disney Disney doesn't own you. It's so weird because uh, historically you would expect something like Lucasfilm. You would expect something like the the Star Wars franchise uh, to be very very uh, very very legal. But from a filmmaking perspective, a fan film perspective, Lucasfilm has always been a little bit lenient. They've always uh, not yeah. had a huge deal with people using their sounds to make fan films. And it, yeah. it's just, you, you would yeah, expect the opposite, but they, they have always been very encouraging of that. So uh, when that's already the culture of a community to come out with language like that, like I get what they're saying. I think we all understood that. I think we understood that you're going to, you're Disney. I, I don't think anybody's complaining that you, I used my tweet to put on a birthday cake, but you know, you know, it's uh Again, lawyers got a lawyer, okay? I mean, this is what happens is the lawyer takes a look at this and they say, wait a second, if we use someone's cherished memory from their childhood 
and we use that to promote May the 4th. The next thing we know is we're caught in a lawsuit uh, for multi-million dollars because of a misappropriation of likeness lawsuit that they're giving us. So let's just uh, let's let's just use the the opportunity to tweet that you are accepting our terms of use and uh, then we're okay. I literally fell asleep during that reply. The next news article reads like this. The Cassian Andor Star Wars show. Blah, blah, blah. Cassian Andor Star Wars show. What do you think about it? Uh, what, what is it? Then I'll tell you what I think about it. I didn't read Cassian that. Andor, uh, the uh, character from Rogue One. Do you remember the Do you remember the the rebel character from Rogue One who was sort of like a spy and he ended up shooting somebody at the beginning of the movie? And you're like, man, what's with this guy? Yeah. Like, is he is like is he doing anything it takes to win that guy? Yeah. Right. Uh, or uh, well, he's getting a show. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Mandalorian instead. I finished the series for you, for our friendship. You've just finished the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. No, I I had formed an opinion on it by episode three or four that it was not quality, and then I went, "This is not fair." My friendship uh, with with Scott Storm kind of relies on me being an honest guy. So we're gonna finish this series. So we watched uh, most of every episode, but then definitely the finale. And do you want to give me a general thought on that? Yeah, it was uh, it was entertaining. That's my general thought. That's it. That's all you That's got, all I got for now. I'm going to save it for the Mandalorian. Okay. The Mandalorian. Okay. But I did watch it. And I'm proud of myself. I'm glad you finished. Thank it. you. I'm glad you it finished. Was, it. it was for your approval. Uh, did you do that in anticipation of Star Wars Day to say like, well, I want to have a full, I want to have as much of a full excitement about Star Wars Day as possible. One of those things I'm going to do is finish the Mandalorian, not just because I appreciate my friendship with Scott Storm, but also because, well, I am, I call myself a Star Wars fan. I need to be fully vested in all that. No, it was more like, okay, Tiger King is over. I don't have anything to watch. What's okay. What am I going to do? What's the complete opposite of the entertainment value of, of, of Tiger King? What's like, what's the absolute opposite direction? And uh, Mandalorian is, is that. Well, those last two episodes of Tiger King feel like, I mean, it's, it's like ripped from the prequels as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) It is. It really is. Uh, That's the end of our news stories. Can you believe it? I can believe it. Hey, I made a Dole Whip this. Well, I, I, I consumed a Dole Whip, uh, this this week was it made for yeah. you how was it it was like pineapple ice cream it was good did so, it taste like a dole whip to you or did it just taste like a dole uh, a pineapple ice it kind of tasted like pineapple ice cream the texture i think you know we don't have a soft serve machine and neither neither does the storm family and i do think it i think what made it taste like a dole whip was it was vanilla ice cream mixed with pineapple not like a straight right. up pineapple cream so you get that little vanilla yep. thing on the back end there yes so yes. i don't know Key. it was good super refreshing Totally refreshing. I mean, you do lack something when you when you don't have the the soft serve. I mean, the soft serve is is one of those things that just make it uh, that just really bring it home. Yeah, for sure, it really brings it home. And but uh, again, I I thoroughly enjoyed the um, the storms version of. Oh the yeah, Dole it's Whip. delicious. And you ever pay the guy? Uh, you ever pay the people at Disneyland to let you guzzle? Just put your mouth under the uh, soft serve machine and open up that thing. It's like five bucks for as long as you can go. Pay, pay for it. What do you oh, mean? I forgot your next cast member. You they just like hey. That's right. That's right. Do you want to guzzle? I just flash you want to guzzle, buddy? I just, uh, I, I just flash one of my badges, and uh, and they go, oh, yeah. All right. Is this, Put your mouth right on that gonna nozzle. We're going to play a very quick game of cool or not cool. All right, ready. So you're at Disneyland. You are, uh, you're heading up to the Dole Whip uh, purchasing station by the Tiki, uh, the tiki uh, room there. I'm strutting. Yeah, you're strutting on up there. Strutting. Uh, there's two mm-hmm. different lines there, right? There's the uh, adventure side, Adventureland side line, and then there's the line yep. inside the Tiki room waiting area. Right. So you can go the on the Tiki inside. room side. Both yep. of them are pretty long. Do cool or not cool? Go. You go up to somebody that's like second or third in line. Slip them some cash and say, "Hey, could you just order an extra one? I don't really feel like waiting." Cool or not cool? Not not really. Cool. Okay. Not not cool, bro. Okay. Not cool. 
I mean, you know, you're cutting in line. That is cutting in line. It may not be physically cutting in line. You are financially cutting in line. But you are reducing and all the, of the overhead conversation that happens when you get up to the person's like, hey, how are you doing? Are you having a great day at Disney? And what can I get you? So you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're, you're, that's all being, you know, gotten rid of. You're, you're operating at economies of scale in conversation. You know what I'm doing if I see you do that? I'm getting everybody in that Woo. line to give their money to the person that you just gave it to and say, hey, buddy, why don't you make a bulk order for <laughs> yeah. us, okay? All right? 20 Dole Whips right now, please. And uh, and just say, well, listen, you're doing it for that guy. Why don't you do it for everybody in else? In the history or in the tradition of bobsleds and banthas, we play games only once on this show. Only once and <laughs> they're, never They're again. disposable. All games on this show are disposable. <laughs> That's right. Which is really it's challenging for us because we just have to constantly come up with new and fun games as opposed to just taking a concept and going, we can redo that We're sometime. still working out the bugs to some of those games. You want to get into some... Dis- so that's the last time we'll ever play Cool or Not Cool. Thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So listen, man, May 4th is coming up on Monday. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I have said on Instagram, I've said to you, I've Are said you going to work that day? Do you have a job? I do have a job. Oh, Thanks now a lot. Now I feel like a jerk. Now I feel like a jerk, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got to work that day. Yeah, me too. Uh, but what yes, should we do? We should do day. something. We should do something. I mean, like on all of our, I, all of our, we won't be in, we won't be in any meetings together. Uh, we should make a Zoom meeting. We should do some sort of Star Wars based Zoom yeah. meeting for for fans of Star Wars at our work. You were in a meeting today and you commented on your Star Wars hat, and then the the other person started talking about Jedi's, but he didn't really carry it that far out. Well, he was making a sports analogy yeah, he was. to try to explain something to me, and I said, No, 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 no. Uh, this what I said. Oh no 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 no! I don't think you understand. We don't do that here. This is a rebel insignia on the top of my head. This is not an Indiana Pacers symbol. All right, symbol. I know it's knows I call it a symbol, not even a pause the pause the story because I've had a similar hat experience. I wore a Disneyland hat at a previous place of employment, and this guy walks by me and he goes something like, "Yeah, Duke. Yeah, Duke." And I was like, "My my name's Aaron." <laughs> and then I and I was like, oh, D must be some kind of dookie dookie sports team or something. <laughs> and then I, I felt the need to go correct him later. So I walked over to his cubicle and I was like, you know, I just <laughs> um, actually <laughs> excuse me, sir. I can see you're in the middle of something, but I just want to make a small correction. I don't know anything about sports. Uh, this is a Disneyland hat. You ever been there? It's fantastic. <laughs> I once was wearing this hat that I'm wearing right now, which is uh, it's a, it's a navy blue hat, baseball cap, with a white uh, Rebel Alliance logo on top. I love this hat. Uh, and I was wearing it out in public, and a guy came up to me, big guy, came up to me, looked me dead in the face, like just stone cold, and goes, you got a lot of nerve wearing that hat in here. And then I go, uh, like, because what yeah. am I supposed to say? Like, I have no. What is he talking about? And he goes, "Rebels." Oh wow, he was really playing like, it. Oh, cool, yeah. awesome. Like, and and then I'm just a big smile on my face. I'm like, yeah, man, you're right. I am rebels. Yeah. But for a moment there, I uh-oh. thought, oh, uh oh, this is this this I mean, symbol has an entirely different meaning in the prison system. <laughs> somebody has really taken offense to my fashion wear yeah. right now. Let's get into the first discussion uh, topic. Yeah. So May fourth, yeah. May fourth. Uh, is this a thing that you guys celebrate in the Robbins household? Uh, how do you celebrate yeah. it? Is this something that you desire to celebrate? Like, what have you done in the past? Um, so it's not, I wouldn't say it's something we celebrate. It's something that we acknowledge and participate in activities that are going on around the community when that's how is that different than a celebration a celebration is when we put some forethought into it like we're going to bake cookies we're going to watch the movie we're all going to wear star wars shirts or some, something we planned out ahead of time and then we do that to me that's celebrating it's planning for it and then and then doing something with that plan 
where we're more like, hey, they're doing this thing downtown. We should go check that out. Or we got this. We don't. Maybe we'll watch a Star Wars movie. But there's not like a celebration. There's no cookies. There's not like we don't role play. We should do that. But we, we don't do any of that kind of stuff. Okay. So for the Robbins household... Star Wars Day is the equivalent of Election Day. Am I am I understanding this correctly? Uh, like yeah. this is something we're gonna do. Everybody else is doing yeah. it. Fine, we'll do it as well. Yeah, I, I have good memories of Star Wars Day, but you you keep you know you you take this this discussion point where you want to go. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm interested in, in your good memories oh, of good. Star Wars Day. Uh, the best, my best Star Wars Day, or our best Star Wars Day is we uh, the Sacramento Zoo. I live in the Sacramento area, and we have a oh, zoo boy. here. Please, please do not try to find him. You're actually very easy to find because it's absolute humidity, comma, area. Yeah. So you're like within the first I know, 10 in I the know. phone book. Uh, and I'm the yeah. only absolute, which is po- poetic in a way. Um, yeah, it is. It is so they, they do a Star Wars. They do a, a, a force, force day at the zoo. And we went to that uh, last year, the year before that. And do they do that every year? I think they do that every year. Oh, it cool. is amazing. Cool. It's really good. They set up uh, they set up photo opportunities around the zoo. So there's like a Tatooine thing, and you know there's little photo, and they're like sets. They're like really well done. They're not just like oh, wow. they're not just like wallpapers. They're like environments that you kind of step onto. Uh, they are these like uh, like volunteers that come out. And yes, this, is, this isn't zoo staff. Right? No, no, not at all. It's it's you know there's a lot of organizations. The five hundred first I think is is yep. one of them. Yep. Um, so they're all there and they have the droid builders club there. And so they have this little like uh, step and repeat uh, where you go up and get your, you know, you can get with R2D2 and a bunch of different droids. Uh, and then there's just a ton of people walking around the park uh, in costume and you just kind of go look at animals. Hey, I don't think you really look at the animals that day. Uh, how, how does the zoo theme fit into this? <laughs> like is, is the zoo just a venue at this point? I mean, yeah, cause... all the animals also cosplay, uh, which, oh, fantastic. which they, they, it's a l- very hard to keep the, costumes on them uh because it's very difficult to get the gibbons in that yeah, because they're so vest. swingy they yes. just won't stop yeah, just swinging swingy all, all the, time. the time please stop screeching yeah. at me too the giraffes are a little easier because uh you know you just hold out bamboo and i don't know what giraffes eat i don't have any good giraffe they're giraffes giraffes are funny in and of themselves they are amazing that that it, yes. the, the zoo is just a venue it's just a we have space okay. and uh, the animals don't change a whole lot so space do they do like a theme thing around the animals like like uh, you could find this animal out on Tatooine. No, no you might no, want to call they them. They don't and try that. They don't try that. No, hard. <laughs> no it's basically that it's it's the local Star Wars uh, fandom organizations really putting that on and using that space to bring in. And it's a natural place to bring kids like kids already sure. are, are right. feeling, you know, good about the zoo. And so they show up and they get a day at the zoo, but they also get to like, just see lots of, uh, you know, Imperial guards. And, uh, I was gonna say, do you get like a Darth Vader there? Like is Darth Vader multiple. there? You got Darth Maul. Mul- oh, multiple, multiple Darth, Darth Vader. There's not a, okay. So not they're, a, they're not concerned about the integrity of the character. No, no. The, uh, yeah. Oh, there's so many different ways. Mommy, I don't want to get my picture with the short Darth Vader. <laughs> I want to get my picture with the tall Darth exactly. Vader. Uh, but yeah, but okay. a lot of them, not a lot of them, I would say some of them have the real-time voice, uh, the vocoders, yeah. where it actually changes okay. their voice into what a storm, stormtrooper would sound like or whatever. And that's fun. And, and the other ones just sound like a muffled yeah, it's, voice it's behind Reggie. A, a plastic it's, mask. It's Reggie from yeah, Team Reggie. Disney anytime, and he's like, that's I'm right. moving up! In his spare time. That's right. <laughs> I just got to serve my time here. I'm suing all of thing. you guys. And that's Brett's right. just like, way to go. My protege. What do you guys do? Uh, Star Wars Day has is uh, a high holy day in the Storm yeah. household. Um, we have really leaned into okay, it. Good. Uh, it's it's become a. I love Star Wars. I say it this way: I love Star Wars, and my wife 
loves me. Yeah. And so uh, she really supports my love of Star Wars and my kids' love of Star Wars. So the kids love Star Wars because I love so Star Wars. So Calm Before does not love Star Wars. I mean, that's not something she would choose to watch. No, she would not choose to watch okay. this. Uh, but she understands, she has a deep understanding of the lore by virtue of being married to me and by virtue of having uh, multiple children who also talk incessantly about Star so Wars. So super and, marriage question. When she makes a mistake with the lore, with a character's name, with a plot line or something, are you like, that's ah, cute? Or are you like, ugh? Uh, you know, to her credit, she doesn't get much Wow. Work. I mean, she she knows it. In fact, at one point, uh, she even got me because she she ended up quoting something from Star Wars. I can't remember exactly what it was. She quoted something, and I did not pick up that it was a Star Wars quote. And then she was like, what is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> like, I just made a Star Wars reference, and you didn't even pick up on it. So, um, yes, yeah, so she, she is always willing and always very happy to go along with us you know she she will sit down and watch the movies with us she'll talk with us about star wars um and, but she's very supportive so as a result does she call lightsabers the, lightsabers or does she call them uh, laser swords just to, laser just swords? to piss you off a little like bit george lucas <laughs> yeah. does <laughs> yeah you mean just uh, to yeah, get under george your skin lucas? a little bit oh man every single time oh, i'm like you you created <laughs> you this thing call it a laser call sword? it by the name that you created it <laughs> You are the one who created this idea. Please don't call it a if laser If you want to make a cooler name, that's fine, but not less cool. That's fine. <laughs> it's please don't just don't call it the thing that it is. Oh. Call it the thing that you think is it is. Is that be your called. buzzy blade? <laughs> uh, so no, she calls it lightsabers. And uh, and so she will we do a lot of Star Wars themed foods oh, wow. on May okay. the 4th. So uh, we have done uh, she she has made usually it's a Star Wars themed breakfast. Wow, what is so that? She, she'll usually so she will make Jar Jar Links. Okay, okay, which are uh, you know which so are sausages. it's just normal breakfast with Star Wars names. It's yeah, it's normal breakfast, but with a with the Star That's Wars. That's cute. I like it. Which you know it, because what she knows uh, from being married to me for so long, she knows that I am a sucker for a theme. So I am like one hundred percent in whenever there's a theme. So she's like, "Hey, it's Taco Tuesday," and I'm like, "Oh, Taco Tuesday! I love Taco Tuesday." And she's like, "Pizza Friday." So it just it can just be whatever it is, as long as she attaches some sort of theme to it. I'm one hundred percent. Welcome to the breakfast. first edition of uh, What's It Taste Like, a new game on Bobsleds and Banthas. So Jar Jar, we're only playing it once. Jar Jar Links. Those are those are breakfast sausages that Jar Jar Binks would eat, or those are those are breakfast sausages made out of Gungan meat. Yeah, they're made out of Gungan intestines. Okay. <laughs> so Gungan yep. meat tastes like a chicken, b pork, c alligator. Uh, it's it's a, it's a less gamey than alligator, okay. uh, more gamey than pork. <laughs> somewhere in between. Yeah, it's, it's right in All between. Right. It's so right you guys between. do a breakfast, Star Wars breakfast. We got Jar Jar Links. We got uh, uh, Princess Leia cinnamon rolls. Okay, so, you know, so, so she obviously has the brings out cinnamon rolls that are uh, you know emblematic of Princess Leia's uh, uh, cinnamon roll buns. Yeah. Uh, she makes lightsaber spears uh, out of out of grapes. You know, so she has uh, green grapes and red grapes, and she puts them on like a shish kebab wow. thing. Gives them to the kids. The kids love it, and uh, and she'll bake Wookie cookies. Okay. You know, which which are gingerbread men for breakfast that are then, well, no, that's like an after okay. that's like a, that, that's an after snack. She'll make uh she'll make Wookie cookies, which are gingerbread men that have uh that are adorned like uh like Chewbacca. Okay. So they got the bandolier yeah. on them and the and wow the, the fur and everything like that. And then of course we have blue milk. So so there's always there's always blue that milk so at fun. some point during the day. Yeah, it's really hey, fun. We, it's we really go fun. to the zoo sometimes. 
Sometimes. Oh, but only if they're doing a Star yeah, Wars thing. Yeah. It's not really associated with the zoo. It's just a place where people who dress up as Star Wars hang yeah, out for the day. It's like an open space where you could charge admission. Do, do you do you watch any movies on Star Wars Day? Like, do you do like a okay? We're gonna sit. Down, I, I I'm assuming the answer is no. But like, we're gonna marathon this, or we're gonna here's watch. The, a, we're gonna here's watch. Here's the problem with Star Wars movie. movies in our house is that they're sort of always on play. They're, yeah, they're, sure. they're never not playing. I would it would be hard pressed to find a week in our house where a, where 15, 20, 30 minutes of a Star Wars movies did not play. So we're sort right. of working yeah. our way through all of them simultaneously. So yeah. So to sit yeah. down and we'd have to restart one over. So that would be kind of like a special thing. They're just always on, you know, they're always part of the background. They're always a good 30 minutes somewhere. We'll, we'll be into a movie. So no, we don't do that. Have you ever done the binge watch? Have you ever watched them back to back? Not before? all of them. No. I mean, I've done the, done the yeah. trilogies, but I don't think I've ever even done. Oh, I think we did do a six, a six movie run. Is there anything that you would do, now that you host a Star Wars podcast uh-huh. and now that you are uh, releasing a show for May the 4th? Yeah. Is there anything that the Robbins household will be doing for fourth, uh, for May the fourth, that they would not have done previously? Uh, I, th- I mean, I'm open to suggestions. I think we're going to do a uh, virtual lightsaber battle. That's a uh, not with like sticks or anything like that. Just with our mouths. Maybe we should practice. Do you want to practice? You mean like like when you say like just zoom, zoom, like that? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Is that is, is that, that your you best mean? lightsaber opening? Let me hear your best lightsaber opening. Uh, okay. Um, here we go. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm not. That's not no, bad. it wasn't that not bad. bad. It was really, really, really good. I was. <laughs> no way. That was perfect. Do I'm not doing it. You're not doing. It. <laughs> Wait. So, so I'm only. I'm the only one that does the Foley work here. Is that what when you're it's saying? that good? It's like Monsters Incorporated. Once you see that movie, you're like, why do we make movies anymore? That was really oh, we're good. Done. We're done. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, so is that what you mean by a virtual? Yeah. I mean, there would be some hitting going on, do- like some. <laughs> oh, I cut off your arm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's a self-cauterizing just, weapon. You'll be 100% yeah, fine. It's literally okay. the least dangerous weapon. Lim- Listen, limbs are lost every it day. Just, it heals things. as it slices. It is. It, uh, it's, it's a very uh, considerate it weapon is. In, the, in that way. Should you're I get some bandages? Like, no, you're fine. Nope, don't yeah, eat it. As long it. as it doesn't cut your head you're off, fine. you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, you're fine. You could you, Listen, you can definitely survive with, uh, with one less limb. You're going to be okay. Jar Jar Links, rolls, grape spears. Uh, what a uh, Wookiee cookies. And Wookiee nice. cookies. Yeah. Yeah, and blue milk. I mean, blue milk is a. Hey, speaking of which, uh, so you have gone to Galaxy. I sure Jones. have. I have not I've been, been there to at least Edge. twice. I have not been at all. I am ex- exceedingly jealous of you. Uh, I'm even willing to entertain the thought of going to Galaxy's Edge wearing a mask and gloves mm. and getting my temperature taken and uh, giving all my biometric data away just so I can get on Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Uh, but. Did you did you have a blue milk? Did you have a green I've milk? I've had both. Uh, I've had both. Yes, I have. What's your review? What's your review? Uh, well, okay, let's do a little blue milk green milk. First, they are uh, expensive for the quantity uh-huh. that you get. I be- I don't know their exact price. I believe they're in the eight dollar range for what okay. feels okay. like somewhere between eight and ten ounces um, of it. Okay. Uh, I hear from some people that the tastes are very different, and it's one of those things that people very much enjoy the micro correction when somebody describes it. Somebody will be like, they'll taste it, and then they'll be like, yes. mm, this tastes like Fruity Pebbles. And they'll be like, no, 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 no. It's like Fruity Pebbles, though, with like a little bit of like this taste. And then somebody else will be like, no, 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 no. it's like Fruity Pebbles with this taste, with this. Like people right. love the yes. micro correction of. Um, I have a hint of dragon fruit <laughs> yeah, in here. Exactly. Right, that type of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the the taste is, uh, I think. <laughs> but, but, but it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Have period. you heard that before? Is Other is than it, just me, have you heard that from other yeah, people? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, I have heard that it, it tastes like fruity. But I've heard it tastes 
like like a fruity breakfast cereal. So I'm yeah, fruity pebbles is probably the uh, the consummate uh, uh, a fruity breakfast cereal. Yeah. So it's got and it's also like, like when you're eating a, a you know donuts and you're like. Yeah, I don't really like I don't really like the chocolate the chocolate glazed donuts. But then you have a bite of one and you're like, this is this is pretty good. This is my new favorite one. And then you have a bite of a different kind of donut and you're like, no, this is my favorite one. I, I like this one. It's true with the blue milk, green milk. Like you're like blue is definitely better. Then you have three or four it slips is. of green and you're like, nah, green is definitely better. I definitely like whichever one you're drinking. That's the most. I don't want to say delicious, but that's the best one. Is whatever one you're drinking. Should it taste better? Because there's a lot of debate on the internet right now about like blue milk isn't doesn't taste very good or I don't really like the taste of it. Like, should it? And I think it. I think it's jarring because a lot of people say like this tastes fruity, and I would not think that blue milk would taste fruity. I would think it would be something. So else. let's let's compare so it like, to to Butterbeer at at, right. at Universal Studios, which is equally expensive. Uh, probably yep. a longer line. Actually, there's not huge lines for the the blue and green milk. But here's the yep. thing with Butterbeer. It's something that I don't know if we saw it in the movies, maybe, but it's something we've just read the description of. It doesn't have decades and decades of people watching that scene over. And it wasn't just the blue milk in that scene with Aunt Beru. It was the container she poured it in. It was the location, right. yes. the lighting. And, and just seeing, yeah, and just seeing the texture yeah. of it as it went the from one container to another. The sound that it made, the lighting in yeah. that particular scene is super diffused through the through those yep. Tupperware container things. Everything about that from like, and that, that was shot. It's mysterious. Right? Like every, That was before foodies. That was yeah. before food blogs. There right. was nothing. But yes. you watched that scene over and over again. Tell me about this. What is this <laughs> no, like, I need to know what it tastes like. like. I don't know what it is. This is all they're drinking. Why, this is why does this drink. kid want to go off and join the rebellion? He's got this lady that serves him blue milk every morning in a sunken like little terrace area. It's amazing. It just comes out of a machine she just sort of like pulls on it and the next thing it's like a it, it's like a college like the milk machine at college you just lift that big metal arm and boom blue milk is coming so this out is something it. that 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 you know 80s kids have have watched that scene thought about that scene wondered what it tastes like what was the temperature how do you feel? i mean we've thought about this forever and so you finally have it in the theme yes. park and it's basically like a not very good slurpee or a a denser right. slurpee <laughs> yes. and you're like that's what it yeah feels like. like this is not milk this isn't milk. I, I so the the butterbeer. The thing with the butterbeer is that foam on the top is is it yeah. sells it. It's kind of like all right. It's kind of like a cream soda root beery kind of thing. But boy, that foam is good. Can I just get a cup of that? Um, yeah, sure. And, and it's that that sweet, frothy yeah. sort of apple juice ish type of thing. The, yeah. the blue and green milk doesn't have a killer app attached to it. The, the yeah, there's app. there's nothing killer <laughs> about it. Where you're like, I get it. It's eight bucks, and the middle part is okay. But that first sip, man, when they put that little whatever on top, it's it doesn't have anything. It's just a Slurpee. Is the is the problem is the problem because it's not actually milk. Because it's like rice milk or almond milk or something like that. It doesn't have, uh, you know, for, again, I have not tried it, but from what I've read about it, it doesn't have like the creamy texture that you would not expect at all. one of milk to have and two of blue milk specifically yeah, to it's, have. Like, is the problem that like, like you get, you get a flavor shock from it because you're like, this is not what this should taste like in any way. Do you, do you get that experience? Yeah, it's a very much like a, it's very much like a fruity pebble flavored frappuccino with no, with no flair. It's a flareless fruity yeah. frappuccino. It has that consistency. It's very expensive. The experience is okay. Like the cart that they serve it from is well thought out. But I mean, you really, it, it's not the blue milk from, from, you know, from Aunt Beru's kitchen. Bold prediction right now. 
do you think they change the recipe this year or let's call it in the next year? Yeah, I don't think it sells. I don't think it sells through the way they thought it does. Those things largely make their, I, I, I would imagine they make a bulk of their money on the add-on cups and their ability to refresh those cups. Sure. And, and why, yeah. why sell the blue milk for 18 or for eight bucks when you could sell it for 18 or 20 bucks with a collector cup? Uh, and yeah. so I don't know. The, uh, the cantina for me is is the opposite experience of the blue milk where for me the cantina is pretty close to everything I would have hoped it could have been like near yeah. near is for it? me near flawless execution I could you could rant on some of the food items and drink items there but I mean nearly flawless execution of that particular experience if you squint and hold you know and hold on you kind of feel like you're in the Star Wars universe uh, where that's that is that's what yeah, they're going it's, for. it's great but the blue milk is is very much a a 7-eleven uh that's been you know it was on fire for a little while but then they, they put the fire out and the slurpee machine still works but the hoses yeah. got crossed and they're like ah we don't we don't know <laughs> oh it's fine it's a, whatever it comes out it's, it's fine. fine it's gonna be eight dollars are you cool with that and you're like yeah do i get like a bucket full and they're like no nah, not really like nope no you get just like a you know uh, just eight yeah, ounces it's fine and I, well I, I guess do I get to keep the the glass yeah. well yeah I mean I guess so it's a plastic it's, cup I and mean, you can do whatever you it want literally with it. can I call it says, a souvenir yeah I it guess says if you Dixie want. on the bottom and that's not the name of a Star Wars character that's just and it's, it's not written in Arabesh it's just <laughs> yeah. Dixie <laughs> so if uh, blue milk goes away do you have a problem with all. that. No, yeah, okay I would rather that. have a new experience there. I would, I would rather have. I would. I don't know why they're not doing. I don't know what what the Luke Skywalker uh, milk things he's milking on the island are with the porgs and all that when he's. Yeah, those aren't banthas. No, those, Whatever that green milk is coming from, it ain't yeah. a bantha. I know that. Much. Uh, so I don't know. I think if you really want to freak people out, you get an animatronic one of those, and you have somebody milking a. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? Yeah, like just a, a giant animatronic one that you go up and order a green milk, and they go just one second. They turn around and, <laughs> and then, milking something, and then the an, the animatronic just looks at the person, and goes <laughs> Brett, just like eh, Brett just from Legal. That that Brett that from Legal's like no, no, Reggie, you, oh. No, listen. You can't. You can't make it acknowledge that it's uncomfortable. It's it's going to cause people uh, anxiety, and people are going to yeah. sue for uh, intentional infliction of emotional distress. No, we're we're nixing any type of emotional no response milking. from the giant green milking alien. Uh, what show topic was that, Mister My Friend? Well, we're just talking about. I mean, at this point, we're just talking about blue <laughs> okay. and Star Wars. But I think it segues pretty well, pretty well into it because I would say Galaxy's Edge probably one of your most recent Star Wars memories at this for point. For sure. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what is so what is your can you even remember what your earliest demo? I'll give it yeah. to you this way. Earliest Star Wars memory or favorite Star Wars memory? All right. I'll give you I'll give you my favorite. I, I mean, I have been you know, I've been playing with with the Kenner Star Wars action figures uh, since I was very little. So I have memories of being six, seven, eight, uh, <coughs> trying to create the Death Star out of wood blocks with my Kenner toys. Yep. Um, yep. The one thing I'll say that I loved uh, about the Mandalorian is I believe it's in the last episode or the second, the last episode, they have the personnel carrier that goes along the street. Yes. And I had that. I had yes. that toy, that Kenner toy, and it had it took it took oh, batteries man. and it had six red buttons or four the, red buttons. The, and the yeah, sounds. and you would press the buttons and it would make the sounds. And yep. I just I love that toy. And so to see that on screen, that that was an awesome Mandalorian moment of of, of seeing that troop carrier. Loved that. Yeah. But, that gives you just the nostalgic feels. When you're yeah. like, oh, I I'm just like, this thing. is a terribly yeah. designed troop carrier. It makes no sense, but it's awesome. Oh, no. People are getting picked <laughs> yeah. off left and, and right. I, if, that, if that thing takes blaster fire, yeah. all the stormtroopers And I are love killed. it. I just love yeah. that thing. So I remember, you know, my earliest memories of Star Wars are playing with the Kenner action figures and trying to find somebody yeah. uh, that will that would that would play with me, which was often my sister, uh, who is also a Star Wars fan. And one of my favorite memories, though, uh, when I was living in Sacramento, so this would be 
you know, this would be 80, I don't know, this would be very early. Uh, but my dad brought two patches, two patches you would sew on a jean jacket uh, home. Uh-huh. Uh, I think this was before Return of the Jedi came out. And anyways, the patches said, uh, said Revenge of the Jedi. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, I had two me. of them. I had two Revenge. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I had two Revenge of the Jedi when the name the film is going to be called that uh, patches. And I put them in the top drawer of my uh, like my sock drawer. And I never saw them again. Because they just they disappeared. disappeared. Like where where all socks go, they just sort of like you lose. Nobody them. knows where those patches are. I think I've looked them oh up on gosh, eBay to see how much money I'm out. All of my action figures disappeared too, and I've looked up some of those characters. Um, but I don't know. Th- those are some early memories of playing Star Wars. The, the those Kenner action figures and the Darth uh, the Darth yeah. Vader uh, action figure carrier that was shaped like Darth Vader's head, and you would open it up and yep. then you would keep your characters in there. Um, that those yep. were those were a big big deal to me. How about you? First memory, and then we're going to get into first Disneyland memory of Star Wars. Yeah, first memory for me, uh, uh, very similar. I mean, I grew up playing with Star Wars, the Kenner action figures, uh, like you, like uh, many, uh, many adult men that are listening to this this show that they just mysteriously went away in garage yeah. sales or things like that, that you just came home and they weren't there anymore. Um, I, I Just fond memories of just playing with action figures all the time and just collecting them. Like you said, the, the, the Darth Vader carrying case. Um, I remember, I remember one Christmas, uh, you know, ha- opened up all the gifts. This was, uh, 1980 ish, 81 ish, um, open up all the gifts Christmas morning. Everything was done. We're all just sitting in a, you know, a, a, a sea of, of, uh, wrapping paper. And, uh, my parents do the, Hey, I, I think there's something, I think there's something behind the couch, you know? And I, I, here behind the couch and right there is a fully assembled ad at with a red bow oh, on wow. top of it and it was just like oh man i just that, that is one of my dearest christmas memories it's one of my dearest star wars memories um and and i i just always i always loved having those figures and you know like i said they they went away in in yeah. garage sales and so i spent the better part of my 20s recollecting my yeah. old collection so i would be be scouring secondhand shops and and people who uh, whose parents didn't sell them in uh, garage sales and like going through attics and looking at old stuff and and uh, and buying bulk uh, bulk figures and that sort of thing. So I've recollected my old collection and then some, and I've gotten some really um, awesome figures and pieces that I, I didn't have that I now have that are just they're they're cherished to me. So like when I found you know I I remember uh, when I was in my early twenties I was in a secondhand shop in Royal Oak, Michigan. And, uh, and I, I walked in and I said, Hey, do you guys carry any, any toys or, or, or action figures? And they said, Oh, we don't really carry those things, but yeah, somebody came in a while ago and we have them here in this display case. And I, and I walk over and, and I look at the display case and I see like, there's a Luke, there's an original Luke, there's an original Leia, there's a Boba Fett, there's a three PO and oh my God, there's a blue snaggle yeah. tooth. And I'm like, and for, and for, for our listeners, blue snaggle tooth is, is, uh, it was a figure that came out in one of the early sets. It came out as part of a of a play set you couldn't buy it separately and it was a very very rare figure because it was a misprinted figure and so the only way you could get this thing is if you bought this set and they pulled it off the shelves early and so now it's become a very very sought after collectible piece and and i, I was like there, there's a, a blue snaggle tooth there and it's eight dollars yeah. it's eight dollars they had no idea what they had and i was and the person who i was with i just look over them and i go Go get me my wallet. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll car. just take all of them. I don't I'll just know. take all this. I mean, I yeah, I have to take this off your hands. Hey, you this really uh, goofy-looking one is uh, messed up. Can I get it for like four bucks? 
yeah, is that okay? Can I just uh, just work down on this a little bit? So yeah, those playing with them as a kid, recollecting them as a young adult, just dear memories for me. It and, was funny and, how your friends at that at that age, there's 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 no like YouTube, there's no there's no way to see these toys other than to find yeah. somebody that has them. You you can't go to do a product review. You can't like do a virtual tour. The only way you're getting hands on the Ewok the hang glider that drops rocks, the TIE fighter yes. that makes noise, the AT-AT is to have a friend, uh, the AT-ST where it had the little clicker button on the butt where you would click it and then his feet yep. would move. And it would just make the... the yeah, you had to have a friend. Yeah. So it's it, you would like go up to your mom or your dad and you'd be like, yeah... I think, uh, can I go to Jeremy's house? And they're like, you hate Jeremy. And you're like, ah, he's not that bad. Yeah, I know, but, yeah, I know, but uh, he's got the desk our play set. He's you know? fine. Like, put the figures in the Didn't trash compactor. did he lock you in the closet last time you were there? And you're like, I know, but like, he's changing. Like, he's trying. He's and I, trying. And I trying. really want to play with his snow speeders. He's got six of them. Yeah. We can recreate <laughs> exactly. hot. And I want to do that. Oh, yeah. And then you always had the rich kids that had multiples of the same figure. Like, I remember a kid that had, like, a fleet of stormtroopers, <laughs> yeah. and I had my one stormtrooper, because that was the figure yeah. you got. You I got just blink trooper. real quick. It's the same thing. If I blink and move them around, it's like I have an army. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That one stormtrooper working overtime in my collection, this kid down the Preston down the street, he's got 15 stormtroopers yeah. and an Imperial shuttle. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to go play with Preston. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, yeah, so th- those are early memories. Memories, just wonderful memories. And then really yeah. quickly, uh, one of, you know, I remember going to see Empire Strikes Back with my dad uh, and just had great fond memories of that. And what was really cool was in 2015, taking my oldest, who was the age that I was when I went to see Empire Strikes Back, he and I go see uh, The Force Awakens together. And I remember just that feeling of like, oh man, I did this with my dad and now I'm the dad and I'm doing this with my kid. And that generational appeal of Star Wars and just thinking, Man, I never would have thought that this was possible when I was a kid, that this was oh, going to yeah, be happening sure. again. That One, that I would be a dad, and two, that I would be going to see a Star Wars movie that I had never seen before. That's just always going to be one of my favorite movie uh, memories. And then taking it full circle this year, where the entire family, all the kids were old enough to go to the movie theater, and so we were all sitting there watching uh, The Rise of Skywalker for the first time together, not knowing what to expect. So that, that was a great memory. I'm going to go well. nerdiest Star Wars memory, and then my first Disneyland Star Wars memory. I can remember being at a uh, a friend's house and they had one of these huge front projection TVs, which when I was growing up was was a sign of wealth and affluence when you had had yep. the big, big TV. And he was playing uh, episode four on it uh, and I was watching it. And I just remember sitting on the couch watching it. And at this point in time, I've seen Heart Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars, you know, a couple of dozen times at the minimum. Yep. I was looking at it and I just remember thinking like someday video games are going to be so good that I won't be able to tell the difference between it, it being a movie like this and that. And I, I just can't wait yep. for that day. And it's probably going to be in like five years and, and I'm going to have a controller and I'll be able to control a stormtrooper and it will look just like a person. And I mean, yeah. and so I always, that was such a nerdy thing to say at however old I was, nine, 10, 11 years old. But I always look at video games as how close they are to that prediction of Aaron at nine years old yeah, being sure. like, are we there yet? Like we're very, very close. We're very close. So anyways, and then my first uh, Star Wars memory in the park, and this was a big deal, uh, the People Mover in Disneyland. Uh, I don't know if this was always there. Obviously, it wasn't. I don't know when it was added. But they added uh, two or three stormtroopers uh, to the People Mover uh, experience. Uh, they were around one of, the, I think, the first corners that you went around. There were two stormtroopers there just kind of posed. Oh, Is yeah. Right? And then they had a something like an X-Wing hanging over by the Star Trader, by the Starcade um, for a long time. But those two stormtroopers yeah. that were in the People Mover for a couple of years, 
I mean, first of all, I the People Mover, one of my favorite attractions in Disneyland. Before, uh, so this is well before Rocket yeah, Rods. Yeah, yeah, well before Rocket Rods. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite attractions, the thing that I would be willing to give some arm or leg to have it be brought back. Um, yeah, as yeah, you say, sure. l- lawyers ruin all the fun, and I hear that that, that track is not suitable for entertainment anymore but th- that was the closest you'd ever been to a stormtrooper stormtroopers were a little scary when you were a little young and so to be four feet from a stormtrooper that wasn't animatronic but it was pointing a very re- i was gonna say was it just like a, it was just a, a, a yeah it was yeah it was just a mannequin but it was holding the, the blaster it was holding the black blaster and oh, i know and so to be cool. that close that young when you've only seen these on tv there's no other way to experience this there's not cosplay there's not any of that stuff I just remember being like, well, we're, we're in the people mover again. Just get right back in line. I, I have to be next to those stormtroopers. Like, it's the best again. thing ever. That's my earliest Disneyland Star Wars memory. Didn't the people mover go through Star Tours? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know if it had a lookout to it, but the, yeah. I thought it did. I thought I thought I recall it looking out into the queue of Star Yeah, maybe Star that's Tours. why they had those there is to theme it next to Star Tours. Yeah. Because yeah. it went through, it went through a couple. My, it went, it, I mean, I remember the... It, you could see adventures through inner space through it or whatever. I mean, that was one of the cool things about the mon- about the people movers. It gave you that multiple level of Disneyland where you're yes. on a ride looking through a ride, but you're looking into out another to ride. like an area where then you can see the subs and the monorail. And you get like eight levels of Disneyland uh, on that ride. And it was just a relaxing yeah, experience. It was, long. Too. it was just like a, just go and enjoy, just take whatever yeah. it was, eight minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it was. And it was just a, a relaxing it was nothing more than just a, a, re- a relaxing opportunity to see totally land. Uh, yeah. Nerdy yeah. memory and first Disneyland Star Wars memory. Uh, nerdy memory. Uh, Phantom Menace premiere. Uh, I so let me paint the picture. Okay, I had been working in Orlando for uh, a year at this point, off and on. Uh, was working full time, and then I went seasonal. I moved to Los Angeles. <sighs> And then uh, for for school, and then I was coming back to Orlando for the summer. So we had uh, we had it set up where I was going to be coming back from LA, driving to Orlando, and I was driving by myself, and I was trying to get there on time for the Phantom Menace premiere. And so I I drive like a like a a, a bat out of uh, Mustafar. Okay. Okay. I'll just say that, and just like a bat out of Mustafar to get across the country in enough time so I can get there for the premiere. I actually ended up getting there a little bit early and my roommates, uh, where I was, where I was living for the summer, they were going to have a star Wars party before the premiere. So, uh, so I get there, we have our star Wars party. We all get on our costumes. Uh, I get dressed up as a Jedi. I got a, a really close friend of mine who is a like picture perfect Darth Maul. We got other Jedi's going. We got a, a, a buddy of mine who uh, who dressed up as George Lucas. He had a, a flannel shirt on. We put a fake beard nice. on him. He had a Star Wars baseball cap, blue blocker sunglasses, and shoved a pillow under his plaid shirt. And so he went as face George Lucas. I went as Obi-Wan and got a buddy dressed as, as random Jedi's and a, a buddy dressed up as Darth Maul. We all go to the AMC, Pleasure Island 24 AMC, which was the huge, uh, it still is, the huge movie theater in, in downtown Disney uh, to go for the, the Phantom Menace premiere. And it is a yeah. scene, man. Like, I mean, people are dressed up all over. It is a party. People are excited because you got a bunch of theme park people, right? I mean, the, the, these are people that live for show. They live yeah. for theme. They, they love being performers. And so everybody is just all decked out. It was such a 
fun cosplay experience. Went and did that. Had a great time. Saw that movie four times in a row that day. Like I went to the midnight show and then we saw it four other times within a 24 wow. hour period of time. Flash forward to Attack of the Clones. So now I'm back in Los Angeles and I am with my wife. Uh, this is before we got engaged. We we're still we we're still just dating. And I say to her, listen, we're going to go see Attack of the Clones. We're going to go on the premiere. We're going down to Santa Monica. We're going to go see it at this AMC. It's going to be awesome. You got to get dressed up. I'm going to get dressed up. It's going to be awesome. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a scene. It's going to be just like Phantom Menace. It's going to be great. So I get on my Jedi gear. She is, as I said, Right. Loves me, does not love Star Wars. So she's wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. <laughs> Good, That's yeah. what I convinced her to wear. She's wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. We get there. I am the only person <laughs> dressed up. Are you part of the movie? The only one. I am the only person dressed up for this movie. So that, uh, again, juxtapose nerdy being part of many and nerdy being yeah. the only one. My favorite uh, Star Wars in-park memory uh, I, I got the opportunity to experience Star Wars weekends both the first time it happened uh, at the Disney at the then Disney MGM Studios. Uh, it was just they had all the Star Wars characters yeah. out. You could yeah, meet yeah. and greets. They had like a, a parade uh, cavalcade and everything like that. And then uh, and then I went back uh, and experienced it again when I was uh, w- was with my friends uh, and working as a cast member and uh, and just going around you know going around those parks as a cast member. You see them a thousand times. Uh, and yet to be a part of the park during a time when the entire park is celebrating Star Wars and being able to see all those characters out and just spend a lot of time because you don't have to worry about getting on a particular attraction or making reservations. You can just be in the world. That was just a, just always been a, a great experience for me. Well, the next show note is why do you love Star Wars? What do you hate about Star Wars? Is there anything you don't like about Star Wars? Okay. Yes. Wow. Are you going to share? Are you going to share yes. with us on this uh, this 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 pre on the cel- on the celebration? Yeah, of this Star prelim. Wars? Well, this is going to come out pretty close to May the fourth. So, what what what's what's your issue with Star Wars, Scott? I don't. Uh, let me correct. I don't have an issue with Star Wars. I'm really disappointed with the way Disney has bungled the new yeah, trilogy. Okay. They just really they just really fumbled it. And I don't want to get into all the reasons okay. why. I don't want to be dour on a podcast where we're celebrating, we are celebrating how much Star we love Wars. Star Wars. We're celebrating it. Listen, I uh, love, uh, I've, I've said it, I've said it in my bio. One of the happiest days of my life was when Disney acquired Lucasfilm. I firmly believe that. I'm so glad that Star Wars is in Disney's hands. I am still, to this day, perplexed, confused, frustrated, and dismayed that when they were planning the new trilogy, they didn't plan the new trilogy. They just sort of went, well, we'll make one and then we'll see what happens and then we can let somebody make another one and then we'll see what happens after that and then we'll make a third one we'll be done. That, that's the thing that I am most disappointed with when it comes to Star Wars. I have no disappointments. No, I'm joking. No. I, 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 I'll, I'll keep it to, to original trilogy. I think one of the things that I that I that I always oh now tread carefully, okay, my friend. I'm not scared. <laughs> one of the things I I honestly always kind of struggled with is with a kid was uh was, this is this is a nerdy weird thing is uh, fast forwarding the Empire Strikes Back Dagobah scenes and I always felt like a deep sense of guilt uh, when I would do that like if you're you like these movies Aaron you're a fan you sit there and you watch the Dagobah and you and you get into it and also. 
Did you just feel too it's slow? It's a little for slow, you? and then also the the Darth yeah. Vader mask uh, reveals Luke Skywalker thing. Yeah, I was Creeping just like, out. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I I want it to be literal. I don't think it is literal. Is this a metaphor? Did I miss something? And so I always, as a little kid, was just like, let's just where let's get some people here and shoot each other. I don't know what's happening. Was it- was it also the result that we were watching that you were watching this on a tape and probably watched it many many times and so you had that uh, that effect when you've rewatched uh, a movie on tape those many times you got the degradation effect and so everything feels cloudier and dreamier than it should be so you have Dagobah which is a very dreamy atmosphere to begin with and now you have a, a degraded VHS or beta effect where you're like why is everything so yeah. foggy why is everything so foggy and slow what do you think maybe that has I something to could. do with it I just remember when Luke gets in his x-wing and r2d2 is like hey man where are we going and he's like yeah you're right we're not going with them and i was like well, i'm with r2 on this one why aren't you why are you going <laughs> we're gonna go we're going head first into a slow second <laughs> yeah, act. exactly and i just remember like <laughs> star wars was so important to me growing up and wanting to be able to recite the dialogue uh with my sister uh, my family was big walkers, so when we'd go for a, uh, they weren't big walkers, as in adats. They were they, like yeah, they, I was a, I was the love child of. Uh, <laughs> of they were gigantic yeah, adat walkers, and uh, they enjoyed walking. And so one of the things my sister liked to do is try to see how how far into the dialogue we could get. And I just knew if I didn't watch nice. those Dagobah scenes, that I was going to lose that. And but at the same time, I'm like, that Hoth battle scene is one of the finest pizza of of war cinema ever. You know, oh it's gosh. just you're oh like. Gosh. It's just amazing, right? And so, I don't know. I always felt kind of like guilty for not liking that more, not watching it more. I've probably only seen that full Dagobah sequence maybe six times in my life. Wow, that is uh, that is a shocking I'm so revelation. sorry. I, I didn't want to... But that's not so... But that's not something that you dislike about Star Wars. I mean, now, now you've watched it, I'm sure you don't feel that way. As a child, I can understand you feeling that way. But, I mean, certainly now you, you must go... Oh yeah, the, this is great. Like yeah, the performance-wise, the set design, the puppete- the puppeteering, all of that, you must appreciate it from a, a technical and performance. As, as we were saying in the the Instagram live stream, like Empire Strikes Back is is the Star Wars fans' Star Wars. It's it's considered the like. There's yeah. so much going on in that movie, and, and as you get older and experience the the hardship of life, you seem to only be able to relate to the themes that are talked about in that um, even more. So yeah, I I like it now as an adult. Um, my, the, my small, this is a, a show note for a different topic. I do struggle currently with the, a stormtrooper to me was a very specific thing. It was a, it was uh-huh. not about intelligence. It was not about, uh, personality. It was about, um, cannon fodder. Yeah, it was about, well, it was about that, but it was, it was sort of, <laughs> it was about how well could you take a blaster hit yeah. to a belt? For me, a stormtrooper, the stormtroopers on the Death Star, they were about a sort of, a type of soldier that had pledged a sort of undying, unquestioning allegiance to a movie. And one of the things that bothered me growing up is that I imagine... Did you say a movie or a uh, movement? I meant to say a movement. I don't know what I said. <laughs> also pledged uh, their allegiance to Absolutely. a movie. That movie yeah. being Star Wars. <laughs> and I remember thinking like the, the problem with stormtroopers is they can't be reasoned with. Like like the four, like you can do the mind trick on them and, and, and you can manipulate them. But for somebody like me that's not a Jedi, and this is too heady for like a 10-year-old, like I wouldn't be able to talk talk my way out of that because they don't care. Like all they know is shooting stuff. Yeah. And so so I, yeah, sure. the, the stormtroopers of late, and I'll tell you, this is a Mandalorian thing. that This, this I think, was epitomized in Mandalorian where you have two biker scouts on their speeder bikes. 
Uh, mm. And they're, they're mm-hmm. having just a very personality-driven kind of barbecue dad conversation as they're sort of watching Baby Yoda yes. and, and, and having this very personality-based ex- exchange. And it paints them as very of people that had colorful lives, like somebody that can banter and talk like yep. that had career options. Probably he wasn't like a mindless drone. He, he, he had career options and he chose to serve in, in this. And to me, that just, that added a, that adds that level of sort of joking, that level of sort of like uh, sarcasm. Yeah. yeah that playfulness. It adds a character yeah. to the stormtrooper. That's not for me as a child of the eighties, not necessary for me. Stormtrooper was in, I can, I can appreciate that. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that yeah, joking going around that. where people love it. People love it. And they're like, that's totally the right direction for Star Wars. Uh, the the Poe the po hanging up uh, all hold scene, you know, where he's with his, you know, where he's, he's talking and he's like. Yeah, uh, right. You know, where you're like, that requires a level of uh, that whole put you on hold thing that uh, are all weight like that that intimates then at some point in time this this technology existed where we didn't have multiple lines and you had to put somebody on hold like where what's the tech what's the yeah, technical right, reference right. for that particular joke uh, and so that stuff it doesn't like bug me but it's definitely I feel like that's not my Star Wars that that not my yeah. Star Wars yeah it, yeah I I, I I can certainly appreciate that and I, I think we probably are very much in agreement on that I mean Star Wars is not Guardians of the Galaxy and when you try to put Guardians of the Galaxy humor into right. Star Wars. It's like, it's weird because as fans, like I, I, as a fan and yet also as a grown adult, like I don't want to have as much reverence for this, uh, this series where I go like, well, you can't do that because it's Star Wars. And yet at the same time, I think the fact that it, it has been such a cultural, uh, you know, it's such a cultural touchstone. It's such a, uh, such a, a, uh, what's the word I want to use? It's just such a monument to our culture and it's created a mythology that is respected, explored, uh, pontificated on, uh, uh, reimagined and played with for decades at this point that I think that there is a certain level of reverence that uh, a story like this should have. And when you try to, when you try to tonally shift it into something that is supposed to be more palatable for, for audiences, I think, uh, you know, for modern audiences and you go like, oh, well, this type of joking works in Guardians of the Galaxy and that's a sci-fi movie. So why can't we bring that into Star Wars? I think it does cheapen it a little bit. I mean, you know, I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like The Last Jedi is just cheapened left and right when we talk about that. Um, and, and and for the sake of what could have been a really compelling and uh, reverent storyline. So I agree with you, like the biker scout conversation in the Mandalorian, it feels very out of place. Um, you know, it's, it's very different than the conversation. And if we remember in a new hope, there's a conversation between two stormtroopers that are talking about like the T 600 yeah. or was, yeah, you see that T 600, like they're having a conversation about life that is happening as they're doing their job. So they're not just I took like them to be talking about, they're not just better ways to kill people. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's, it's not for them to be talking about. We don't even know yeah. what that is, right? It could it could be anything. It could be better ways to kill people. It could be better machinery. It could be talking about a new model of stormtrooper at that point. We don't know what that is, right? And so them talking about that still has this yeah. mystery uh, of what the stormtrooper is, and like you said, just sort of like a hundred percent hardened killing yeah. machine. Uh, which is why when you see in The Force Awakens, when a stormtrooper rejects that way of life, like that is a compelling yeah. character 
immediately, Absolutely. right? And so, so then when you when you bring in the playfulness of like those two biker scouts having, like you said, a barbecue talk, it does sort of take away the impact of Finn being a stormtrooper that rejects this th- this way of life. So yeah, yeah, I I I, I get what you mean. I mean, it doesn't ruin it doesn't ruin Star no, Wars. No, no, not at all. No, it's, it's just a different. Right, it's a different time. It's a different type of Star Wars, and it's perfectly enjoyable and entertaining. I love it. I'll accept it as canon or whatever. But with the question was specifically, what do you hate about Star Wars? And I'm not sharing something I hate. I'm sharing something that's kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of rubs me, kind of rubs me the wrong way. But that's just because I'm old. Uh, do you do you want to play a game before we close out this this extra special episode of Bobsleds and Banthas? We definitely Yay! need to play a game. We have two great games. Uh, the question is, which game do we play? We have two games. We have Melt It, Merchandise It, or yeah. Marry It, Star Wars Droids Edition. Or we have Who Wins? Who I want to play Who Wins. Which is, okay, we're going to play Who Wins. So Who Wins is two random characters, one random contest. I have a bunch of Star Wars characters. We're all doing Star Wars for this. So all Star Wars character base. I'm going to, I have a randomizer here. I'm going to randomly spin the wheels to give us two characters and one contest. And we have a quick debate. We'll set, we'll set a, a time limit and time limit on these conversations Great. about who wins. And you spilled, so wait, you, spilled you spilled water on your special effects board. So we have to make the special effects sounds for we'll, your randomizer. That'd we'll be, do it in post. We'll do it in post. That's what all the other podcasts do anymore. Is they, they do it in post. Perfect. That's, that's wonderful. Well, that was packed. All right. So for first one, we have Clone Wars okay. Anakin. Okay. Clone Wars Anakin versus BB-8 in... Perfect. In a dramatic monologue. Who who wins between Anakin and BB-8 in a dramatic monologue? Let's call it the monologue from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Okay. And a little like comedic bit. Yeah, who wins? Uh, BB-8. That? Okay, and that's my final answer. <laughs> Justification. You you don't have it. You don't have any reason beyond just. Oh well, you put it in sort of a comedic thing, and I think the uh, I think the lighter the cigarette lighter thumbs up from BB-8 shows that this character has an incredible sense of timing and comedic and situational understanding. His interaction with Finn shows there's a a sort of playfulness to his character, and I think we know that Attack of the Clones Anakin uh, is devoid of personality. So it's- yeah, this question had been hated. Hayden Christensen versus uh, BB-8. I, I I might be swayed to say Hayden Christensen, but this is definitely Clone Wars Anakin, brooding, dark, awkward uh, dialogue. Anakin, there's no way he is saying, uh, you know, uh, third prize is set of steak, or second prize is set of steak knives. Third night, third prize is you're fired. Like there's no way he's there's no way he's delivering that. I you know uh, Anakin is not going. He's put put that coffee down. Uh, there's no way he's giving that yeah. gravitas. I would much rather hear BB-8 say, he can do it physical and humor. then just BB-8's be done with a great it. physical performer. So do great, it again, do it again, do it again. Okay, so I think BB-8 takes that one. Okay, next one. Oh, mine was better. We have, ooh, ooh. Aunt Peru okay. versus Dexter Jetster in a game of slaps. <laughs> okay, what's a game of slaps? From uh what is that hand slaps hand slaps you know when you you put your you put your palms in someone else's palms and the person who's uh, on the other side tries to smack the other person's uh the top oh, of the hand they keep doing it until they miss that's my dexter jetster <laughs> yes. that's a good He's dexter jetster. kind of a great character i like that i i think dexter jetster gets way too much hate I, i'm a fa- i'm a oh. fan of him if obi-wan thinks he's okay yeah. i think he's okay all right so aunt baru Versus Dexter Jetster. 
in a game of well, slaps. Well, clearly... Dexter Jester, two extra right. arms. And clearly Aunt Beru is uh, not, not... I mean, she's good at holding still because that makes her an easy target, yep. I, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, she is. She's got the stillness. Um, but Dexter Jester's kind of a heavier set, kind of, you know, greasy kind of guy. I feel like he's got a lot of twitching going on. He's constantly fidgeting with his pants, I believe. Constantly fishing. So I'm gonna go. I'm pants. gonna go with Aunt Beru in a game of slaps. I think you were right. I agree. I think. I think Aunt Beru has got the. Uh, she's got the patience. I think Dexter Jester. I think he's just telegraphing yeah. his moves. He's constantly telegraphing like, his moves. Oh, like he all does right. that before he makes his move. He goes. <laughs> and, and then he adjusts and his you, pants, and, and then, then all of a sudden the, the top hands. Do you go, play slaps with your kids? And, and can they can they beat you legitimately? That's that's a that's a proud day for a parent when when your kids can legitimately beat you at that game. Uh, I have played slaps with my kids, and yeah, they've caught okay. me on occasion. On occasion, when I, when I'm not, I'm not paying attention. I mean, that's not to say like you know I'm not trying to say that uh, that I, I, I let them win or anything like that. But yeah, they're they're fast enough where they can get me. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you got to kind of set the ground rules. If you're allowed to do the finger wiggle, if you're if you're allowed to you know do something, I like to do a head fake. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like to head right. fake left and then slap right. You know, uh, what I like to do is I I do the cross slap. They're not right. Ready for it, the that's cross a tricky slap, move for you know? sure. It's like a yeah, it's a real tricky move, and so and and it catches them off off guard every single time. Yeah. Every single time. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah do one more. One? Okay, here we go. Nice, young Lando. Okay. Versus Rose Tico. Oh, don't get me started, Scott Storm. I'm gonna storm out here with the Rose Tico. Okay. In a half pipe <laughs> contest. What's a half pipe contest? <laughs> who who skateboards in a half pipe better, Young Lando Calrissian or Rose Tico? <sighs> you can mulligan this one. You can mulligan this one. We'll pick. We're gonna a do another one, one, but I think that I think that Rose Tico has closet skills, and I think Donald Glover, aka Young Lando is a little too cocky and, uh, and too involved in uh, Sabat or whatever that game is. Sabak, yeah. Is, but yeah, but is there anything that, is there anything that Donald that Glover can't do? Yeah. I mean, that is true. There is nothing that he can't do well. So if we're talking about in real, if we're talking about in real right. life, I mean, young Lando too. But it's all a bit of a charade. Yeah, well, young Lando can it's do anything the, too. It's all a bit of a charade. So I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick Rose Tico. I think she's got some mad grind. Okay, skills. this is uh, this is completely she's all up random. Front side. Blunts, I want to reassure you. you. Know, she's axle stalling. She's rock and roll. Rock to fakie. I don't even know that Rose has the the core balance to be did able she to not handle. That. Did she not save Finn from self inflicted death? I mean, she was right there. She she had speed. She had uh, balance. Oh, you gave me a face. She didn't have good judgment. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you that much. All right, give me one more. Give me one more. Oh I'm, ad- I'm addicted to the game. Okay, all right. This one was completely random, but uh, somehow related. The Mandalorian versus Broom Boy in the contest of doing an ollie. What? Who can, who can do an ollie better? Broom Boy what? or Wait, the Mandalorian? where are all these skateboard things coming from? You want me to give you... Uh, this? I'm telling you, it's random. No, you want no, me to no, give you another uh, one? I'll spin. I'll spin the wheel again on the contest. You want me to spin the wheel again on the contest? We're gonna con- we're gonna con- keep contest? the contestants. Broom boy, who is the kid who holds up the broom uh, broom handle uh, like it's a lightsaber. That's right. Uh, he he the, the, that that many that many future stories will be he, told. Uh, he's on that gambling planet. That's right. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's called uh, Cantobite. No. Right. Cantobite. Yep, that- so he is a he's a he's oddly a slave. and Lucasfilm had know that Cantobite S- is the new Bitcoin. It's a new uh, cryptocurrency. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Who knew cryptocurrency? Okay. Broom boy versus. All right, so- the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian versus in, Broom Boy in. Uh, I gotta spin this again because because half pipe came up. Let me try again. Mandalorian versus Broom Boy Ding. in. Ooh, ooh, doing a backflip. Who can do a backflip better, Mandalorian or Broom um, Boy? Mandalorian, Backboy can't do a backflip at all. I feel like Mandalorian uh, inadvertently does okay. backflips. I mean, that guy. 
He's slipping jetpack or no jetpack. I mean, regularly. Oh, jetpack. He's doing a backflip, no problem. He just carry no that jetpack around saying, attached to his ankles. Where where does he keep that thing? Jetpack. It's on his back. He doesn't backpack. always wear it though. No, he's wearing it when he goes out. Otherwise, he's got a you know, it's probably has like a storage facility in yeah. his in a ship, Le- something like that. Like yeah, a you store it. You're you're leaving. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going out. You know. Okay, I need. I need my flamethrower yep, yep. gauntlet. I need my uh, grappling hook gauntlet, and I'm gonna need. I'm probably gonna need my jetpack. <laughs> Are you ever going? Listen, let me ask you a question, Aaron. Kay. You own a jetpack. Are you ever going out of the house without wearing a jetpack? I don't. It's, it's, I mean, you're phrasing this like it's a real question. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it is yeah. a real question. Like, it doesn't have to be a question. It should be a rhetorical question because clearly, who's yeah, not? Yeah. Well, I think what you're failing to consider is that sometimes you just want to feel light. You want to go outside. And you want to walk, and you don't want to feel so heavy and weighed down. And you just want to feel the freedom to move about. The purpose of a jetpack is to make you be able to fly. If you want to talk about being light, there is nothing that can make you feel lighter than flying via jetpack. <laughs> yeah, vis-a-vis the jetpack is a superior. Via, via jetpack. All right, fine. All right, All right last, last one. one. Fine. Last one. Han okay. Solo versus Yoda in an egg toss. Who's winning? What that are one? these contests? They are legitimate. Did you contests. enter them, or is this thing pick, picking the contests for you? No, no, I answered these. I had like I put like a okay. hundred of egg these. Toss. In here. Now, what is an egg toss? Come on, an egg toss, like. Like a balloon toss, but where they're throwing egg? it to each other and, and they don't have to crack. Yeah, they're throwing it to each other. Right? Who's who breaks ha- the egg? Han who Solo every time. It's not even toss. a fair contest. Is force powers allowed or not? I, I think uh, I think for these contests, you have to assume the character at the peak of their. Well, abilities. then Yoda Yoda wins so the egg pe- toss every single time because he slows down the yeah. egg every single time. Right? If no force it. abilities, then Han Solo because he's quick. He's probably good with sleight of hand, and Yoda's got probably you know he's got smaller hands, so the surface area he's not able to cushion the egg as much. It's 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 a little leathier leathier of skin. Han Solo's you know he's got working man's yep. hands, but there's yep. also some smoothness there. Um, so yeah, no force powers, Han Solo. I think that I think I think. Uh, Han also is challenged because you know when you're when you're doing an egg toss, you really got to get that good arc. You got to get that good arc so you can have that soft catch. Yoda having a lower uh, center of gravity that that means that's greater velocity. That's true. Down, yeah, he's right? lower. And also, there I feel that Chewbacca and Han Solo have a language of throwing things at each other. I feel that there's a lot of spanner throwing. Yeah. There's a lot of gun throwing. There's a lot of tossing things. And so so he's probably yeah, a little sure. more in tune. Can you imagine a broken egg on Chewbacca? It takes a while to get out. It takes a while that to is, get out. That yeah, is it, a mess. It, it is. That is an absolute mess. Yeah. So that was uh, that was who wins. Two random characters, one random contest. Uh, what do you think? I think we'll never play it again. We're never going to play it again. This is a good one. You know what? I think this is a perfect time to wrap up. Uh, I am. I'm thrilled to be podcasting with you. Are you thrilled talking to, to the audience? Or are you talking to me? You. Oh, I'm only talking to the audience. You. You. I have to <laughs> yeah, deal with. You. I true. bear with on a yeah, weekly basis. True. Uh, I, and I have to cajole and drag to the microphone. I just posted so I have on Instagram. To you to. told me you were feeling self-conscious about the number of of your pictures on there. And so I said, I, I got to put my mug up on Instagram because Scott's feeling like, like he's monopolizing the FaceTime there. I feel like I feel like it, like every other post is just my cheeky face, just like, hey, here's yeah. Scott Storm <laughs> again. Look in at my, Scott Storm making car. a mug. I'm shopping for groceries. Yeah. Um, that's right look beautiful. what i'm doing look How i'm just guys just riffing just riffing everybody hey this has been bobs and banthas we have just love making this show for you we love making the show for each other but we especially love it when we have uh have listeners like you that are listening and supporting the show we release every week on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts and everywhere where you get podcasts that's where we are you can visit us uh at uh at banthas.com you can follow us on Instagram at Bobsas and Banthas. You can follow me. I'm uh, at Hey Scott Storm. You can follow Aaron at Don't do it. Don't do it. Aaron Robbins. 
I did it. I just did it. Uh, we are killing it with five stars. Really? Do you have anything to read on Apple Any iTunes? Reviews? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure do. One from Senator Bone. He says, these two guys are hilarious and know they're Disney. They're so much fun to listen to. Hey, five stars. Yeah, so two much, of those Bone. three things Another were, one were came accurate. In. So it's up to you to figure out the one inaccuracy in that. I'll let uh, yeah, you can figure out what. Yeah, yeah two there you go. There you go. What else you got? right there? Uh, Mer- Mermaid, hey, K Mermaid K says, K. "Super fun. Love the love the fun banter and heated opinions. Can't wait to hear more topics or from these guys." What and I like to call banter. Uh, oh come on, that's a good joke. Oh, oh, I like the dunk. That's that was a pretty good, pretty good joke. And then uh, we got another one from. From Red Baron 34, uh, a big fan of Aaron, he says, a great Disney podcast. I've been a fair fan of Aaron's stuff from his days with his past Disneyland podcast. Yeah. Hey, listen, buddy, <laughs> I don't need to hear about his past stuff. Let's just talk about his current stuff. And now he and Scott are well, fun to listen to. Oh, well, that's well, nice. I appreciate oh, that. Kind of turned around there at the end. Glad to see, glad to see them back. Plus, Aaron's a great artist. Oh. Look at that. Someone, someone has a, a big fan. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Robbins fan number one review on the podcast. We would love it if you went over to iTunes, gave us five star review and review the podcast. If you do, we'd be happy to read it. Uh, man, again, great show. Really, really happy. Thank you that you've joined us. Aaron, what do you have to say? Yep. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.